Hello everybody and welcome to episode 105 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always is... I am the Royal Wedding Correspondent for Operation Retroshock. Alan, did you watch Royal Wedding? No. Well, I didn't either, so um, I will retire from that and move on to News Anchor for this episode. So we're not doing a wedding special then? No. Okay. Um, But yes, welcome everybody to episode 105 of Operation Retroshock. A bit of Retroshock news for you all today. So Chris and I, in the weeks between shows, have a look, see what news articles in the world of pop culture and geekdom take our fancy, what we think are discussion worthy, etc, etc. What we think you would like to hear us potentially rant and rave about and give our opinions off. And uh, we bring them to your lovely ear holes. <laughs> wow, lovely ear holes. That is a phrase that you never ever want to say again. <laughs> wow. So, uh, will we get the kind of sad news out of the way then? Yes, you go first. So, unfortunately, in between uh, the last show and this one, uh, we've had a few deaths. Uh, first of those being uh, Margot Kidder kind of most famously known as the first, at least, uh, motion picture, uh, Lois Lane, uh, passed away at the age of 69. Fairly uh, fairly iconic in her role. Yes. What also was sad that she passed away on Mental Health Awareness Week, which that was irony at its, you know, like, it just didn't need to happen then. But I think with her and her mental problems you know like brought a lot of that to the forefront for yeah. people you know and I, I know like family guy took the mickey out of that and things but um she was one that was due to be at london film comic con this yeah. year i think she was there maybe last year or the year and before she's been to belfast as well for comic con oh has she all right okay i didn't know she had i thought there was somebody else but no she has been okay um but yeah it's, it's sad that you know the first lady that we'd seen as with superman you know, like has um, sadly passed away, and there's not too many of them around now. But as you say, with you know, mental health awareness week and all, it is kind of one of those weird kind of situations that happens at that time. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just one of those things that you just have to take mental health awareness extremely serious. Yeah, I think it'll probably be more prevalent now with her passing and what she's actually done. For that and all that kind of stuff, you at least know. that's at least that's potentially a positive. Yeah, oh, that'll yeah, come yeah. out of it that it may make at least a handful of people mm-hmm. talk to someone, you know, see what you know, put their thoughts, their feelings out there. Talk to someone. People yeah. are there for you, whether you know you don't speak to someone for months at a time. They'll always be there for you. It's it's been the same for me and Chris. There's maybe been times, especially in the hiatus between this show, where say we maybe didn't talk for a few months at a time or so on, but you always knew you could drop the text message. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it would be bang there, and the response would be there, and they'd be there to talk for you. So don't doubt that ever. I know we're getting awfully serious here, but your friends will always be there for you, folks. So don't hesitate to ever trouble them if you feel like you need to have as, even the simplest of chats. Freddie Mercury once sang friends will be friends right to the end. There you um, go. The other sad news was that Dean Stephan, the um, head writer and story editor for the uh, Mike Young productions of Master Universe Chronicles sadly passed away as well. Um, he was one that I interviewed in Master Universe Chronicles and never forget that one week I interviewed Larry Detilio, which I was super excited for. Um, because obviously he worked on the Filmation one and then worked on the 2002 one and then went on to interview Dean Stefan. And with Dean, I didn't know what to expect because I'd never seen or heard any interviews with him before. And um, just an absolute gentleman. Whenever I was celebrating my two-year anniversary, I dropped him a message to ask if he could do a recording for the start of the show. And he said, yes, not a problem at all, and did that for me and was one of the nicest people you can meet. Um, so it's sad that he has passed his way as well. Now, I know that um, his family were um, doing like some donations to do with... Um, sorry, as I move around here. 
Um, that you may pick up a wee bit more noise in this episode, folks, because we are recording in a slightly different environment. Um, they were looking, you know, like obviously he'd had a heart attack and then he wasn't working. So it was a case of trying to get them to raise money, you know, like to cover his hospital bills and things like that. And I'm happy to say that uh, their 10,000 goal, they've had 13,000 um, raised. Happy so days. that's good. So thanks to everyone who was on the Chronicles um, page or the Operation Retroshock one and um, donated for that. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. Shall we get on to uh, some nice, positive, happy news? So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, In fact, I'll I'll go first. Okay, I yeah, just yeah, find yeah, yeah, you go first. Obviously, yeah. there was a lot of news around um, shows being renewed, dropped, picked up by other networks, um, ones that you didn't expect a bit cancelled that did get cancelled, like said Lucifer. Obviously, it got cancelled, and the internet went up into uproar about this. Have the you... internet went up into uproar. I know about stuff. Okay. You know, even though probably people didn't watch it or stop watching it, and they went, "Oh my god, they cancelled that." Well, this is the thing you have to look at. At the end of the day, there is one of two reasons. Usually, any show gets cancelled. That's number one: not enough people are watching it, mm-hmm. and number two, money. Yeah. So, yes. Sometimes creating a bit of noise helps. It has helped some, but it won't always help because at the end of the day, their argument will be, well, not enough of you were watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll probably actually come back to this in a future news uh, piece we're going to talk about, but I will let you carry on. Okay. Well, um, obviously we've had shows like, uh, we were talking um, a couple of episodes ago about Designated Survivor. Yeah. And sadly that has been cancelled. Um, it's, it's had a- quite a bit of trouble though hasn't it it's yeah. had like a million different showrunners yeah it's had like quite a lot of showrunners but obviously the actors in the forefront have stayed the same yes you know which like speaking of which have you been watching a lethal weapon tv show i haven't had a chance okay well season three for that has been renewed but clayton crawford who plays riggs has been I heard about that has been replaced by sean william scott right okay that's interesting which is a bit of a bit of a higher up Thing, yeah, you know, because I think he's a more high profile actor, definitely. Um, obviously, we've got like I haven't watched Lost in Space yet, but it's been renewed for season two. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Lost in Space mm-hmm. and it lost my attention. I feel it has fell into the trap that a lot of Netflix series run into, and that is 13 episodes is actually too much, yeah. Uh, I felt that with the likes of the Marvel Netflix shows that really, if you were oh, to condense this down, Fist. if you were to condense this down into maybe eight episodes, mm-hmm. this would be a lot better. Um, so, like Stranger Things was eight and nine episodes, and I just I was able to connect with the family, okay, mm-hmm. but I couldn't connect with um, the portrayal of Doctor Smith in it. Which, if you watch the uh, version of the 90s with Matt LeBlanc in it yeah is uh is that Gary Oldman's that character is indeed Gary it? Oldman's character maybe um, a boy people are going to shout at me probably for forgetting her name but it's uh, a female version of the character in the Netflix show but just there's something about the way she was portraying the character that kind of drove me away from the show I'm not saying that I won't go back and watch it yeah but stuff kind of happens but kind of doesn't happen so i'll maybe wait and uh pick up again when season two comes out obviously we have ages of shields being renewed for season six gotham has been renewed for one final season was there any word if that's shields last season because it's been teased like the last couple hasn't said because it says gotham renewed for one final season and it's been renewed for a limited run i think it's Uh, it's been apparently they're doing a pennyworth spin-off yeah, um, I think I read something that this final season of Gotham is only going to be like 13 episodes yeah, or something. Uh-huh. It's not going to be a full, full yeah. season. It's basically like, tie it up, boys, and off you go. Yeah, and then you do have the likes of Last Man Standing, which is an, a Tim Allen, in Verticom's comedy, which was yes. being picked up by Fox after being cancelled by ABC in 2017. So that's very much like with the likes so of, it's, say... So it's, it's had a double cancellation? No, it was cancelled... And then it got picked Required. up. Yeah. All right, okay. So, I thought you were saying it had been cancelled, acquired, and cancelled again. And then Brooklyn Nine Nine had been cancelled. It was. Pro- it's probably the Fox most. It's probably been the most 
vocal one that I've heard over the last couple of weeks when this was all going on. Mm. The outcry from folks, it's probably the strongest outcry. Probably bar Lucifer. Yeah. Um, but as you say, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's been picked up to continue. Uh, yeah, and then there's other ones there. The likes of Rick and Morty has 70 other episodes. Cobra Kai has another season on it, which I've yet to still finish. I think that was announced within like yeah. a second of um, it going up. Last Man on Earth. Um, I think that's a, a Matt LeBlanc comedy. Um, speaking of Matt LeBlanc, and I th- that's been cancelled. So they're just some of them. But the the Lethal Weapon one, I'm glad it's got another season, but it'd be interesting to see how... Because apparently Marlon Wayans did not really like Clay Crawford. Right. And that's where kind of the animosity Button happened. Heads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think there's been quite a few Netflix series cut as well. Like he's kind of over here designated survivors sitting on Netflix and stuff yeah. like that. I think like The Expanse and all has been cancelled as well, which has shocked quite a few people. Because uh, it's meant to be quite popular. Um, but all your other usual renewals, as expected, are there. All the Arrowverse has been uh, renewed. Uh, we'll come back to that soon enough, so we will. Um, have you finished Arrow? I have finished yeah, Arrow, so, yes. So have I. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that off, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, because we will be saving that, as we kind of teased in one of our last episodes there, folks. We will be doing an end-of-season uh, special Maybe a couple of specials for the Arrowverse in the coming weeks after we've got TMNT next week out of the way. Then you're round up off your travels over to London. What's well, something that you could maybe put in with that? Because Heroes and Villains is Arrow-based. This is you true. Know, so that's something um, we'll discuss later and on. Then, of course, we're going to have Solo as well. Solo John Wookie. Shall we get on to the next story then? Yeah, what's the next one? And this is one that, funnily enough, when I walked in to see Chris this evening, I said, I have a funny feeling that we will double up on this certain uh, topic. And indeed, it is the case. So what is it I'm talking about? And that is, of course, the announcement of a brand new Thundercats cartoon, specifically called Thundercats Roar. So I'm going to read a little article here, folks from gizmodo so the thundercats are back but they're really really not looking how you'd think they would announced through entertainment weekly today warner bros animation is reviving the beloved 1985 animated series as thundercats roar although no format for the new show has been revealed as yet the series will feature a radically different one might even call it wacky style for lion and the gang as well as an increased focus on comedic elements alongside the action fair that endeared kids of the 80s to the original. Check out the behind the scenes features. You can go and watch that yourselves on YouTube and make up your own mind. Uh, <laughs> of course, you're gonna have all the original characters, Lion-O, Tigra, Panthro, Chitara, Wily Kit and Wily Cat, Snarf, etc. Chris. Well, I'll just read here about the official log line. Staying true to the premise of the original series, Lionel and Thundercats barely escape the sudden destruction of their home world. Thundera only to crash land a mysterious and exotic planet of Third Earth. Lionel, the newly appointed Lord of Thundercats, attempts to lead the team as they make this planet their own. A bizarre host of creatures and villains stand away, including even Mumra. Thundercats Roar stars Max Middleton from Justice League Action as Lionel and Wily Cat. Eric, Eric, Erica Lindbeck, DC Superhero Girls as Jitara and Wily Kit. Patrick Seitz from Justice League Action. We're making it easy on you here, aren't As Tigra and Mumra. And Chris Jai Alex, Star Wars Battlefront 2 as Panther. Um, whenever I saw... That's the um, poster yes. art. I, whenever I saw this appear on my Facebook, I thought this was a joke. Because I saw Lionel with his sword... And he's saying, like, this is my pointy stabby thing, or whatever he says. Yeah. And I thought, right, I'm waiting for this, the proper one, to come in and go, like, what are you doing here? Get out of the way, kid. And then I see some ponytailed guy talk about it, and I'm like, I sent this to Mike, and I was just like, have you seen this? And he's like, I don't even even know what that is. And I went, nor do I. I can understand that they're going for a younger market, which is fine. And this seems to be, like, they've done this kind of like Adventure Time. Yeah. And the way Adventure Time is very... But the thing is, is that whenever you have a property that so many people have really enjoyed and, you know, continue to appreciate to this day, you have to tread carefully. And somebody actually wrote, I look forward to its uh, cancellation after one season. 
See, no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that going straight in out the gate you should be wishing anything to be cancelled or anything because at the end of the day this is somebody's dream this is somebody's job this is you know somebody's livelihood but i'm not going to turn around and be all mr sunshine and rainbows here because definitely as you kind of mentioned the art style first and foremost completely threw me for a loop yeah i did not expect this as you mentioned adventure time very similar to that, I'm not sure if it's being done by like the similar art house or whatever it is. Well, it, is, car- it is Cartoon Network that it's going to be on, so I don't, so, I don't know. You never know. Um, but yeah, when I saw the pictures first, I was like, right, okay, this looks a bit weird, but okay, I'll give it a chance. I'll watch the video. And then I watched the video, and as you kind of mentioned, just, you know, this is my stabby pointy thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, right. Um, that didn't do it for me. It does seem to be, as you say, not that Thundercats has never been for kids. Yeah. It's a cartoon for crying out loud. Um, But it seems like they're going like that extra stage further. Mm -hmm. Like going really, really young here uh, in kind of their humor. Now, it seems to be the boy that, of course, you're talking about talking in the video does seem to be, of course, a fan of the original show. And he's like, this is the Thundercats show I would like to watch. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, what, whatever whatever suits you, my friend. I'll give it a watch and see what the story is when there's a proper like episode in front of me. Yeah, on first glimpse, doesn't really do it for me. With the likes of, say, whenever the Turtles came back and it was the Nickelodeon animated one. You know, like whenever I saw that, that looks cool. Yeah. Whenever DuckTales came back and yep. how DuckTales was on, I thought that looked cool. Um, whenever Thundercats came back in the early 2000s. 2011. thought that looked cool. You know, like, so there is ways of doing it, but like you say, we've only seen a snippet of it. So we can't really, this is like, you know, you're judging a two and a half hour movie on a 30 second trailer. Yeah. You know, so you can't really do that. So it could be one of those things that it has like a lot of humor in it, but it just, it, you just have to kind of get used to that because at we're the, not used to that. At the end of the day, right, it's an animated kids' TV show about anthropomorphic cat creatures who have had to... But it needs to be es- true to life, had Alan. to escape their home world and crash land on another planet and are chased after by an undead mummy thing. Yeah. You, so, what's your point? <laughs> So, you know, (laughs) you have to kind of give it a bit of a break here. Um, But yeah, at first glimpse, I was very much like, oh, not sure, Mm, don't like this sort of thing. But I'm going to feed this back in to our last story with like renewing and cancelling of TV shows. I really enjoyed the comeback of the Thundercats back in 2011. Mm -hmm. Really good show, different art style like this one. Not an art style you would have thought, but a cool art style. Very much like that Legend of Korra or whatever it's called. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that show. But, again, people come into this show and are immediately like, nope, don't want it, don't like it, whatever. And they're saying, not as good as the 2011 one. It's like, But nobody watched that. If you'd watched that, then it could have still been going. Exactly that. It got cancelled after one season because nobody was watching it. Mm -hmm. So... You have to kind of sit back and go, right, let's just see how it goes for now. It mightn't last, but take it for now, see what happens. And, of course, the good news is now he hasn't revealed as yet who he is. Oh, Larry Kenny, you're talking about? But Larry Kenny is, again, once involved uh, in this show. You kind of can't not have him involved. No, no, that'll be like the first person to do all three Thundercats. Which is pretty neat. Yeah, so he'll probably... I don't know whether he could... He could play Jaga, and then because Jaga could, you know, pass away early on and then maybe not be used, or... I don't know. Could be something for us to look in to talk to him again in the future. Oh, yeah. Because it's been many moons since we talked to Mr. Kenny, but he's always been a very nice individual to talk to and always wishes you a happy birthday every single year. He does. He does not forget. Well, moving from one cartoon to the other, um, Netflix uh, especially, um, have you seen anything to do with the She-Ra cartoon? I've heard whispers. Okay. Well, this is the poster for it. 
A hero will rise. Okay. Oh yes, this is. I think you mentioned something about this before. So yeah, it's princesses of power. Yeah. So the new take on the nineteen eighties. This is from IGN. The new take on the nineteen eighties cult classic follows an orphan named Adora, who leaves behind her former life in the evil horde. She then discovers a magical sword that can transform her into the warrior princess Yira, and unites a group of magical princesses in the ultimate fight against evil. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. Eisner award-winning author Noel Stevenson is executive producing and serving as a showrunner with the series premiering globally on Netflix in 2018. What is that noise? <laughs> Some of the voice cast include now these people I have never heard of. Amir, Amy Carrero, Alina of Alvalor as Adora Shira, Karen... <laughs> I'm not saying that. You're not. Name. You're not having a good day. Well, with you names. tell me if I can say that name without swearing. Fukuhara. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Suicide Squad as Glimmer. AJ Macakala as Goldbergs. The from the Goldbergs as Katra and Mark. Goldberg, what? Marcus Scraber as Blackish as Bo, and other people there. It's okay. You can skip the names. Chris. Yeah. So it just it says about you know having princesses. So yes. I, and the group of magical princesses. Uh, Bo's a fella, so is he a princess now? Uh, it's potential. <sighs> because he's listed there doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a princess, Chris. Yeah. Um, he could be an animal, he could be whatever. I'm interested to you're, see... You're the more hardcore He-Man and She-Ra person, I'm interested so what are, your, what are your thoughts I'm interested now? to see, and especially if it has an Eisner award winning. Now, I have a funny feeling, I can't swear, but I have a funny feeling that that person did... She did like a comic, and I think it was either Paper Girls or something like that. Something in the back of my mind is telling me that she worked on the or Lumberjanes, something like that. Right. But I'm interested to see how this goes. I think this will be a lot more accessible for people because it's on Netflix, whereas Cartoon Network, one of the big reasons why a lot of shows get cancelled from that is because they keep moving things around. So they'll have them yes. the cast on say Monday, and then it'll be on a Friday, and then it'll be on a Tuesday, and then it'll not, and then it'll be in the bin. That was the big issue for the. 2011 Thundercats yeah, as well. It was the same as the Master of the Universe because whenever Toonami had that or wherever it did, it was moved around from pillar to post. And you need, or with Turtles as well. Turtles I watched and then once the season finale or the mid-season fin- break happened, I never knew when it was coming back. Yeah. And then you're like, ugh. I've always ended up, when it came to Turtles, binging it yeah. in quite considerable amounts because it is exactly like you say. I'd be watching it and then it would go on like most animated shows do it would and even you know like Arrowverse shows as well yeah they take a break for a few weeks but they don't change nights usually mm-hmm. in between those small two week gaps or whatever but yeah as you say could have been for the first half of the season on a Monday night but then it'll come back and it'll be on like a Wednesday yeah or whatever and then you just like you lose track of it either not in like your TV planner or whatever you know or your you're probably your best bets to be a streaming service or whatever yeah, it's me, yeah. um, but I always usually when that sort of stuff gets happening about I'm just like I'm leaving it and I'll watch them in a bunch when yeah the season's over like I haven't watched any of Black Lightning I watched two episodes and then I was leaving it until like the likes of Arrow and Flash had finished yeah. and then I was like right I'll go back and watch that then that, that's been my thinking as well is mm-hmm. like it's something for me to watch when Arrow and Flash yeah. and everybody oh, yeah, are yeah. off season. Uh, keep you going over the summer months. Until exactly. And I still Arrow have Jessica Jones back. and then next month we'll have Luke Cage season two coming out as well. Are you open-minded with She-Ra or? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be one that, oh my God, I hate this. And oh my God, I understand that this is going to be a, the majority of this is going to be aimed towards kids. Yes. And it's going to be aimed towards girls yes not necessarily aimed towards girls but it's going to be a case of because we don't have he-man this is going to be the closest that we get to that you know i don't know whether they will have he-man appear in this at some juncture because obviously he-man and skeletor and stuff appeared in the actual she-ra cartoon but they were done by the same company so i don't know the logistics of that but i'm in i'm intrigued and interested to see if it starts off with how it did any sort of connective tissues or yeah whatever. so whether it's a you know because it said there that she's brainwashed by the horde and then so whether we see her in like whispering woods and then hordak and all are in the evil horde you know like in the, um oh god I can't, you know like in oh frick what's it called well anyway in their base um and uh, seeing like the different characters there i'm also intrigued to see 
if the likes of the merchant, the likes of the action figures hit retail because the likes of the other ones have always been like on um, either Mally Collector and now Super 7, which I like those figures, but the shipping from there to here is ridiculous. Uh, I went to order one figure, which was $20, and they wanted something like $80 shipping. Yeah. And I was like, no. Because it's a very different beast nowadays. I know we're kind of getting on a slight segue here. Um, it's a very different beast if you were wanting to collect figures nowadays for sort of us over here. Because mm-hmm. when, well, when you would have mainly been doing most of your Maddie collector collecting with He-Man... The point of the dollar was a lot better. Yep, but then you got hit by customs as well. Yeah, because now you'd be getting hit with the absolute rubbish exchange rate since the whole Brexit stuff happened. Uh, and then those custom fees as well. Yep. That's why, I've, that's why I've never done it. I would like to do it, but it's a case of now it's through the lines to... And then you get people like, I would love to get the original He-Man and Skeletor, you know, like the filmation look ones. But see the prices them like 100 150 quid on ebay and it's like i'm not paying that, that would for hurt somebody. that would hurt very much yeah for people who have paid a fraction of that it's like no you're all right you can keep that thanks Alrighty, moving on then and that's in... my last new segment by the way oh is that your last one yeah i'm not talking okay. about battlefield because it can't be bothered <laughs> all right okay well there's another one or two of mine that you'll be happy enough with okay. so you will but the first i'm gonna do is back into the world of wrestling Big news during the week, at least in the world of WWE wrestling, is the announcement of the participants of the United Kingdom Championship Tournament that is happening in the middle of next month that I wanted to go to, but hotels were an extortionate price. Bet your Roman Reigns wins. (laughs) 400 quid for a hotel for two nights. (laughs) On a Monday and a Tuesday night. God, Brock Lesnar could just wait for that. Because this is the thing, right? It's happening at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Kensington poshest part of London yeah, hello. so it's either pay the big money for a hotel nearby mm-hmm. or, or pay, less and then pay less and be halfway across London and then I'm the now yes travel. don't get me wrong you've got the underground and all that nonsense in London <laughs> but you don't really want to mess about that much sort of thing like I could have got the hotel that I had um, for the NXT takeover from a few years ago mm-hmm. at a reasonable enough price but see the amount of travel you'd have had to leave like three hours before the show yeah. to get all your different connections to get to the Royal Albert Hall. And it was just like, no. Because this thing, 400 quid for two nights, and I've been pondering going to New York for next year's WrestleMania again. It was like, why pay 400 quid for a hotel in London for two nights mm-hmm. when that could go towards a potential trip back to New York or whatever yeah. for WrestleMania and pretty much cover at least... A third of my travel package. Oh yeah, That's... sort of thing. I think that is where WWE have actually snookered themselves with this event, is because from word coming out is tickets aren't selling incredibly well, mm-hmm. which is why they've tried to bolster it a bit and kind of put a bit more. Oh look, NXT people will be here. Wasn't the last one that they did the one that um... Blackpool? Yeah, so Blackpool. I mean. No offence to Blackpool, but I mean, I know it's that, you know, that's where people go, you know, like on holiday to go to Blackpool Tower and stuff. But the thing is, is that everything's pretty much together. Mm-hmm. Whereas in London, London is quite large. Expensive. So, you know, like expensive. Yeah. So even though the likes of traveling, if you have an Oyster card is ridiculously cheap. Yeah. But and then it's getting on this tube to go here, that tube to go. And obviously the tubes aren't exactly the coolest trains I'm not saying like hey man that's cool I'm saying as in temperature wise whenever you get on them I mean it's a case of you know if you're not hot and bothered by the time you get off you'll be hot flustered bothered Um, but yeah I get I get what you're like the three nights that I have for my hotel for two people was 235 quid which is which is dear still yeah but then whenever you and then for three no, so that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, and then the other one then for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was, I think, I think it was a bit, it was a bit dear. It works out, yeah, it was like 300 quid mm-hmm. for four nights. And yeah. you're paying, you're paying, you know, 100 pound more for two nights less. Yeah, but this is like, that's it's a Monday and a Tuesday night. 
That's the crazy I thing about it. I could understand it if it was like a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, prime real estate for you know your weekend. Mm. Well, anyway. but I think I think their big issue is location in terms of Royal Albert Hall. Now I get why they want to do Royal Albert Hall because they have history there and nineteen ninety two battle Royal. Yeah, Royal exactly. Albert Hall. But Bulldog. I don't see why they couldn't have done it where they did the NXT takeover in Wembley. Not Wembley, Wembley. Other Wembley. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Not Wembley, Wembley, but Wembley. Right, okay. Americans are like, what <laughs> yeah. now? It's like N- New York. Not the 80,000 seater stadium, the very nearby little arena that holds about eight to 10,000. Okay. Uh, so but Is that Wembley? Not Wembley, Wembley. Not Wembley, Wembley. Okay. Uh, but the real reason that I did bring this up is the fact that this week the competitive roster for the tournament was announced in two batches, one on Wednesday, one on Friday there. So. It's I'll almost, go with the first batch. It's almost like a WWE 2K19 roster reveal kind of thing. So we'll see how many of these people that Chris knows. I'm going to guess maybe one at max. I think you're really <laughs> grasping the straws and I'm going to know one. <laughs> so the first batch that was announced uh, at 5pm on Wednesday there. Roman Reigns. <laughs> no. Was Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher. I know him. Not Gallagher. As the Americans say, no. uh, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, El Ligero, Joseph Connors, and Amir Jordan. The second batch were announced on Friday at 5 p.m., and they are Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, Jordan Devlin, Tucker, Drew Gulak, Ashton Smith, James Drake, and Tyson T Bone. I know Jordan Devlin and Tucker. Uh, no, no, the Travis Banks, I know that name. Okay. I've heard that name before. Of all the people I was expecting you to say you knew, that wasn't one of them. Okay, but fair play. So you you knew two or three. Yeah. So you did. Um, this is quite exciting. Uh, this They've shaken the pack up just enough uh, from last year's tournament. Noticeable absence, of course, is Tyler Bate. Okay. Who was the winner of it last year. So he's not in the tournament to even potentially defend. But is, is that all of them, or are they? That's doing... all of them. Sixteen person. Oh, right, okay. I thought they were doing more. No, sixteen person overall. I think they're doing, from what I've picked up, uh, a few at least of the first round matches at like the Download Festival that NXT does each year. They do mm-hmm. like a couple of days at the Download Festival, so that's where it's going to be a bit different to last year's. Is that a lot of the first round matches will be done and out of the way at Download, and then over the two, well, the first of the two nights. You're going to get the rest of the tournament out of the way, and then the second night, the winner will get their title match. Okay. Against Pete Dunne. Um, but I suppose the main guys that jump out there on that list for folks, uh, Travis Banks is the Progress champion at the moment. Uh, that's maybe where you've heard it. I think so. You've yeah. probably seen Robbie tweeting about it from his Progress Adventures yeah. or Simon. Yeah. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster, he actually. He's again a progress guy. He was meant to be in last year's, but I think he was facing Zack Sabre Jr. and like shattered his leg or something like that in the match. Isn't that was... something that happened with Tyler Bate, though? Is that progress? He was due to fight somebody and he tweaked his shoulder? Tweaked his shoulder, but he did wrestle at OTT the following okay. weekend, so he's all right. Um, Just what I know. Nothing too major. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster, he actually was on 205 Live there this week, so he was when they were in the UK. They had him. And they also had uh, Kenny Williams, who's on here as well, appearing on 205 Live. So I think, not that 205 Live is a hugely watched show at the moment. Yeah. But it's a Triple H influence as yeah. well. Triple H has been like, well, let's get a couple of the names on 205. So the folks that would watch 205 Live are the crowd that are more likely to then watch any UK footage. Or NXT. On the network. That, yeah. So it makes sense to do that. Uh, Jordan Devlin and Tucker I'm obviously fairly familiar with considering Jordan Devlin is the OTT champion at the moment Tucker is the Belfast boy so of course want to do either of the, want either of those chaps to do particularly well this year the odd one here especially in the second batch is Drew Gulak and Drew Gulak is the only American in this tournament Okay. Uh, Travis Banks is um, Kiwi I think yeah, Kiwi, uh, so New Zealand. But everybody else has like this strong connection. That, you know, they're a Brit usually or from Ireland. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of odd to have Gulag thrown in here when there's the likes of potential of Bait 
or Trent Seven, guys that were in last year's tournament, yeah, that haven't been put in here. Now I know there is plans on the second night to have like a six man between, um, or sorry, first night to have a six man with Dunn and Beat and Trent. So that's probably the main reason. Oh, they've was that been the pulled. them against the undisputed yeah, era on the first night? So that's probably the main reason they've been pulled. But of all the Americans to put in here. Mm-hmm. Gulak just seems like a bit of an odd choice. Now, don't get me wrong, he'll have a great match with whoever he's put with. Yeah. But I just have this sort of thing. It's like, unless you have a really, really serious, strong connection to the UK indie scene at the moment, you probably shouldn't really be in the tournament. Is this something as well that will be streaming on the network? This is the odd thing, right? They haven't said they're bigging it up and bigging it up and saying, oh, it's on the 18th and the 19th of June. But they haven't categorically come out yet from what I've picked up from watching WWE programming mm-hmm. as saying it will be on the network on the 18th and 19th or whether they're going to record both nights and then release them at a later time on the network. Yeah. I'd be disappointed if it isn't. Because, again, this is, like you say, with the likes of the other ones, the likes of Tyler Bate and Trent Seven or... Um, with them being in the tag match obviously they had their time last year so this has kind of not made them bigger names so to say but it's kind of given other guys their chance so that's probably this, why this they've true. tried to put them now there is still a reasonable handful of guys this is the thing is they've kind of balanced it almost 50-50 mm-hmm. from last year because um, Jordan Devlin Tucker uh, Tyson T-Bone who else? Um, Joseph Connors, James Drake, they were all in last year's. So you can see that is about 50 50 yeah. for new guys and guys who were in last year. Then you have the probably the one of the big ones that jumps out to me, addition wise. There's a few that you could if you're a big indie fan. Uh, Zach Gibson, who is probably the best heel in the UK at the moment. He I gets would say, ridiculous heel well, heat. I suppose with the UK, yes, that's fine. Because I was going to say that Champa is probably the best heel in don't, wrestling. Don't, don't panic, don't uh, panic. No, I'm I just saying. I won't step on Champa at the moment. But no, anywhere that guy goes, he could be wrestling in Liverpool, his mm. hometown, and he will get ridiculous heel heat. So we will. Um, I was at the OTT show last Saturday in Dublin. And <laughs> could you hear a word of his promo? No. And he was shouting at the top of his voice. 2,000 people were booing the absolute hell out of him. He would probably be, in this tournament, my dark horse okay. to go for. So would... Uh, in regards to the others, Joe Coffey's a big ICW guy in Scotland. Uh, Dave Mastiff was... Did you watch the World of Sport Christmas special a couple of years ago when it came out with Jim Ross on it? No. No. Uh, honestly, that sounds like something hilarious because World of Sport was something that was taking the mickey out in fantasy football by David Baddiel and Frank Skinner. Well, yeah. It wasn't the best of received shows, even though ITV are now uh, going to bring it back for a limited run series. He was kind of their champion to start out with in that show, and he's a big hefty boy like so he is, but he's extremely agile. Oh, okay. So I could see him potentially going reasonably far in it, but I'm not going to get past my own personal bias for the local guys. Uh, the difference in Jordan Devlin especially from when he was in the tournament last year and this year is ridiculous. So it is. Is so, it in a good way? Oh, I. I was going to say, what did he get worse? Crazy. He's a far better, well-rounded competitor in the ring. Um, we've known this for some time over here from seeing him, especially since uh, last year's tournament. He's went leaps and bounds. But very recently with the Progress uh, Super Strong Style 16 tournament that was a few weeks ago there uh, that Simon and uh, Robbie were at, he's finally started to click and be seen by the fans there Mm -hmm. for the hot commodity he is. Over here. So it's almost like ECW with Tommy Dreamer. Mm. Kind of, it took a while for him to gain traction, and once he did, he was beloved by. An interesting comparison, but yeah. I get but your you point. get where you get Yes, no, absolutely. From. But yeah, looking forward to this. Hopefully, it's on the network. So it is. But we'll move on because I've yapped enough about wrestling, and we will go on to one that suits us both 
very, very well here, and that is Star Wars. Okay. Wow, shocker, a new show with Star Wars in it. So anybody who's a Star Wars fan will probably know what I'm about to mention here, and that is Star Wars Celebration is heading to Chicago, and the Star Wars show has the details. Now, we're not going to talk about the Star Wars show itself, but... It's the Star Wars show, and nobody really watches it. But the main gist from StarWars.com is remove those restraining bolts and pack your bag. Star Wars Celebration, the one-of-a-kind event that welcomes thousands of fans from around the world, will be hosted in a brand new location for its 20th anniversary in 2019. The Star Wars show exclusively announced today, Chicago will be setting the stage for fans to celebrate all things Star Wars at the McCormick Place on April 11th to 15th. 2019 tickets include multi-day single day and vip passes and are scheduled to go on sale <laughs> june 5th at noon central standard time at star wars celebration.com so i think chris and i mentioned this to you when this news came out earlier in the week very long yeah um in comparison to the one that was in london this is, this is yeah because london was three three days and I think it was the same for the Orlando one. So either three or it was two days. No, it was three. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I God, I can't really remember that. Um, much. But it was the same for Orlando. So it was three days. But most conventions are. Like London Film and Comic Con is three days. Here's in Villains two days. WrestleMania at a certain juncture has Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four days. Well, that's it. They're very much creeping into, and it's, I mentioned it to you again, they are creeping into this sort of WWE WrestleMania weekend way of thinking here. Yeah. If you're extending it to this sort of length of time, like, what's that, five days inclusive, pretty mm-hmm. much? You're going to have to have some serious stuff here to make this worthwhile, fans paying out the sort of money to go to all five days. The thing with Celebration is I had bought my tickets... I think a year before yep, the convention came that, out. Yeah. Plus the fact that nobody was really announced. That Mark Hamill was announced and then apparently he was only going to be doing autographs. And he said, if the fans want me to do photographs, I'll do it. So then the fans were kind of, oh, we want you to do this. And then they started trickling other people on. Now, obviously with the likes of the American ones, they had the likes of, say, not last year, but the year before, whenever the last one was, they had the likes of Hayden Christensen, Sarah Michelle Gellar, were some of the most awkward photographs that I've seen because she didn't touch anyone. I haven't seen those. So she was like standing there with like, there would be people dressed like her character in Rebels and she'd be standing there like pointing at them like that. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't, you know, like where's Hayden Christensen, like there was some guy who's dressed as a lightsaber yeah. and he was like hugging it. But oh, he, I remember that picture. He, yeah. he seemed very, you know, comfortable there, and I think that was the first convention that he's ever done. I think it went well for him because he received such a warm reception yeah. in the main opening kind of panel, yeah, where they brought everybody out and George out and everything like that. But yeah, it it just seems a wee bit kind of pushing it a bit far. I think whether this is going to be where they're going to announce new films and have a like a day dedicated to that. So whether they do a, like a you know a, a day to do with the originals, a day to do with the prequels, a day to do with the you Sequel. know the currents yeah. and then a day to do with the new animated ones animated or whatever yeah exactly so whether they have to do it like that but like you say you know like it gives the fans more t- opportunity to meet if say you want to meet I don't know say you want to meet Mark Hamill and he's there all five days you can't get tickets Friday, Saturday, Sunday then you can maybe get it on Monday yeah say. but the things with the VIP tickets is like they go like that yeah you know within 30 seconds gone um, but I would say to people to hold fire on buying them because you know if you're wanting to wait and see who comes to the event wait you know there's no point in you buying your tickets now and then waiting and then you you know like because I'm going through my time hop and I'd be like is there any more guests to be announced you know like I booked my tickets a year ago and I'm still waiting yeah and you're like wow so it was I it think did, it, it did take some time for them to really get London in order that time yeah it did and even at that you know, there was people there, the likes of, say, Peter Mayhew, who was an extortionate price, and then he's still doing conventions, but his autograph is getting worse yeah. and worse. Very much like, obviously, he's getting older, and very much like Stan Lee, 
His mm. autograph is getting worse and worse, but then again... That unfortunate situation. Whenever he's like 95 years old, he kind yeah. of expect his writing to get a bit worse. Um, but I, if they were to do this kind of five-day event yeah. in London, say for 2020, yeah. would you go to that? Um, more than likely. More than likely. Um, would I manage to make the five days... It would depend. Um, now, yes, you're not going to get told the out-night schedule till well past, probably. You'll get told the, the t- schedule a week before the event. Oh, I would probably have to roll the dice and go for like a three-day or something mm-hmm. like that. So I would, because it would just depend on the dates f- fell. If it was maybe like a fi- Friday through or something like that, yeah. you could maybe get away with it. But again, then, you have to work in expenses yeah. of hotel, expenses of the Flights. multi-day tickets, expenses of any meet and greets you want to do, food, all the silly basic stuff yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. It's not it's cheap. It totals up. Yeah. So it does now. Because that, that was the one thing that scuppered uh, me and Hill from doing Celebration the last time was that because, of course, that was around the time where we were still doing WrestleManias as well, we were trying to juggle not only paying for a WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but paying for Star Wars Celebration. We'd got the tickets, but we were like, we'd paid for our flights, we'd paid for our extra hotels for WrestleMania, all that nonsense. And we're like, we have to wait. We can't. We don't have the money to pay yeah. for our hotels. And then by the time we got round to it, it was again ridiculous money for hotels. And we we're like, we can't warrant this. Mm-hmm. So we had to take the hit on the tickets. So we did. Um, but would I be inclined to go based on stuff I've seen from previous ones? Yes. Do I think at times you need to be there to see the good stuff? No. But it's still good to be there in person to at least meet friends and like-minded folks who love Star Wars and some of the exhibits and all that sort of stuff that are there as well. Yeah. And if you have not actually had a chance to meet any of your you know heroes from star wars then you have that option mm-hmm. so you do um location wise i think it's pretty cool it's nice and different because it's always usually kind of been i know they did one in colorado way back at the very beginning yeah but it's always kind of been orlando anaheim, and yeah. anaheim you know east coast west coast but then they did one in 2000 and 2007 i think it was it was or very sp- sporadic up yeah, until they disney did, came back yeah they did one in germany because my friend Dave went to that, and whenever he went to the celebration in London, and God, when was that? Last twenty six, yeah, twenty sixteen. Years ago, two years ago. Twenty sixteen. Um, he said that Germany was so much more better organized and it had more content in it. Yeah, I think it's probably because we're at that stage now where Star Wars is at an even different level. Yeah. To what it was then, because when he would have went to that. That would, I'm not going to say that was when Star Wars in the, was in the doldrums or anything like that, or in the dark times. Yeah. Um, but it hadn't been bought over by Disney yet. There was, was no there was, films, yeah. There was no films, no nothing like that. So they probably had a lot less pressure on their shoulders. So they were able to put on a slightly better product, so to say. But um, I don't think they'll hold out to this celebration to announce like the next standalone because... To get in production on the next standalone, it's going to have to be within the next 12 months. Yeah. So you'd be extremely pushing it to say, oh, I was starting production in like a week's time. <laughs> so we are on Kenobi. Now, I wish they would just come out and say, right, it is Kenobi or it isn't Kenobi because it's the amount of, I suppose, leaks. Rumors. And- are just coming out like every number of weeks now and it's like oh Ewan was at the premiere for Solo and he was having he had a beard so that obviously means he's doing Kenobi <laughs> um, now there was I suppose again leak and take this was the biggest pinch of salt we're kind of transitioning a bit here for the potential story of Kenobi and it is again of course as everybody kind of would have expected Tatooine you know looking his young years very much like they've done in the comics yeah but people were figuring out, because it was talking about like it being a sand person, chieftain being the key enemy and stuff like that. And everybody's like, no, I don't really like the sound of that nonsense. <laughs> but it turned out that that was very close to a plot of a book from really? the EU. So people are really debating, like, this sounds 
dodgy here. Yeah. It sounds like someone's seen this synopsis and went, oh, well, if I tweak this a wee bit, someone will believe it. Would I be disappointed if it was 100% on Tatooine? No. But give yeah. me something better than a sand person. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's it's pretty much a given now that it's going to be Kenobi. But I do see us getting that announced before the next celebration. I don't mm-hmm. think they can hold it out uh, for the next celebration. But it'll be interesting to see when we get to this celebration what, in fact, actually does get announced. Will we be going to Chicago? No. <laughs> Not no. for me, anyway. No, no, thanks. Well, moving on from that, to, okay. are you got another bit of news before I move on to the next thing? One final thing, and this is probably the perfect transition. Okay. So it is for us. And that is CW Arrowverse stuff. Okay. And Batwoman. Yes, indeed it is. So the oh. network upfronts were this week as well. Everything was happening this week. It was a good week for stuff <laughs> to chat about. Uh, but the network upfronts, uh, WWE was there as well. It was, I think, it was it was mainly NBC were having their upfronts, but uh, CW was included in all that stuff. So Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. All those, as we know, have been renewed for next year. But I'm sorry, I'm surprised that Legends has been renewed. Really? I really It has am. just as many viewers as Agents of Shield. So you know, you can kind of justify it. Plus CW is a completely different kettle of fish mm. as well, so it is. Stephen Amell had been teasing in the last kind of couple of weeks that he was extremely excited for the crossover next season yeah apparently it's going to air in december time something like that but he was saying what was it he said that he'd never been this excited since they first brought barry allen on to arrow so that's a pretty big thing because that was that was the first appearance of barry allen that was the kind of push and launch of the eventual second show coming in yeah uh so to be as excited for that was a pretty big deal. But we didn't have to wait too long to find out what exactly that big deal was. And as you kind of mentioned... It's Finn from it, Star Wars, because he's kind of a big deal, isn't he? Uh, it's Batman. That was close. So it is. Um, which is going to be interesting, because it opens up so many debates, as in, uh, is it going to be... Earth One is it a different Earth because uh, the Bat Family have been mentioned in Supergirl's universe. So oh, he's mentioned Bruce one. Wayne as well. He's mentioned Bruce Wayne, um, but the cool thing about this is more so maybe even than the fact that uh, you're getting Batwoman, which of course again is a diverse character. You know, they're uh, it's a lesbian character. Um, who, funnily enough, their partner in the comics is Maggie Sawyer, who was Alex's girlfriend in Supergirl. So that's where things could interestingly tease in there. And you could see Maggie back for an episode or two. Okay. Not that I'd be overly worried about that. But we're going to actually get to see Gotham in the CW universe. Well, it's funny that you say that because to do with Batwoman and, you know, with Gotham. Um, Do you watch Gotham? I have, yes. Okay. Well, the reason why is apparently that um, with Alexa Jerome, they can't call him the Joker because the Joker moniker is only to be used in Batman mm-hmm. films. So it'd be interesting to see a Batwoman, especially if we're going to see Gotham. I don't know how much of Gotham we're going to see because obviously this is going to play in... Play in the, obviously, we had the League of Assassins and then once Raja al Ghul then appeared in Gotham they kind of shied away from that. Yeah. And then, you know, like the hand and all appeared in Gotham with Barbara and uh, Tabitha. Arrow really has, in the grand scheme of things, been Batman light. Yeah. They've basically, they've embraced a lot of Batman themes and stories for him. Like you mentioned, you know, the Ra's al Ghul, that sort of stuff as well, the League of Shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, League of Assassins even. Um, Talia al Ghul, you know, Nisalgul, all that sort of stuff. I think it kind of tells you where Batwoman is in the totem of priorities for DC. That they're like, okay, you can have her in the TV show or whatever. My thinking potentially is that this could be a bit like, and could you could link it back to what Stephen Amell was saying there with he hasn't been as excited since Barry Allen being debuted. This could be potentially setting up or at least testing the waters for 
another show to eventually come in once Arrow's done and dusted because I don't see Arrow going another five seasons. Oh, definitely not. No, I could see them rounding up Arrow in the next three or four years. Yeah, because I think... Well, I don't want to really talk about this season because we'll get on oh, that at some stage. But I think it's one that... It can be hit and miss villain-wise. Yes. Sometimes you will get a very villain of the week. And I think, like, obviously for me, Deathstroke was the best villain. Which, villain of the week isn't always a bad thing. It's not, but then... It cleanses the palate. Yeah, but you don't want to have... You want to have an overriding villain, but then kind of have... Like, the the Flash will have an overriding villain, but I, like, have a couple in between. But I think this may be also a way with Gotham finishing... This could be CW the then saying, right, we'll, we'll get Batwoman, and then once Gotham finishes, then we can go on with have like Bruce Wayne and things like that. There's nothing to say that once Gotham finishes, then we can, can't get the likes of, say, Alfred appearing in Arrow or something like yeah. that. You know, you get something because DC are doing, like, was it Teen Titans and Swamp Thing and all, and I think they're doing their own streaming service as well. Oh, okay. So you're, those... TV shows are already filming and all as well. You can see the shots on there. You know, there's, you know, Robin and all in that, and it's the prop. It's original Robin, Dick Grayson. So it's probably going to plot the course of him going from Robin yeah. to Nightwing. Um, but yeah, I think this is the potential setup for an eventual new show. Now, do I see that new show uh, in the next year or two? Probably not. No. But I think it'll all come down to. The reception that the character gets in the crossover. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, is this all just? Oh look, we've got a bat character here, and she could appear in like one of the four episodes of the Fortnite crossover. Uh, I'd hope not, but um, I'm intrigued nonetheless because I thought this year's crossover was extremely strong. Mm-hmm. So they're going to not to spoil anything. Again, we'll save that for future episodes. It'll be interesting to see how they go about it. Like I mentioned, multiple Earths, or is it going to be on this Earth Prime, Earth 1? Yeah. Um, which would work for the whole Maggie Sawyer thing, because the Maggie Sawyer on Supergirl's Earth was with Alex. Earth 1, Maggie could be with Batwoman the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, intriguing nonetheless for the Arrowverse going forward. But segue time... Arrowverse into more convention stuff. Well, you see, I thought it was going to happen with Star Wars Celebration as a convention. But Don't panic. Either way. It way, works way. either way. Yes, yeah, so we've got quite a few um, announcements for different um, conventions. So we'll go for, um, as we're recording this, um, this day next week. So that's the 20... God, you think I would know my dates? Like, so that would be the 20, Six. 26th. Um, as heroes and villains so we'll go for that first of all um, unfortunately Tom Kavanagh who plays um, oh my god Reverse Flash yeah, Harry Wells yeah. H.R. Wells. Wells I couldn't think of his all, name all the Wellses I'm getting Harry Wells' syndromes that's what I'm doing I'm forgetting stuff you um, dumb he yeah he has unfortunately cancelled but they that's did a shame. they did get a Flash replacement which is Hartley Sawyer who plays Ralph a.k.a. Elongated Man or Elongated Man or however the hell you say it. Stretchy Man. That's elongated easy, Man. That's the easiest way to say it. Rubber Band um, Man. Yeah. And they also got Bern Gorman who plays Owen Harper in Torchwood. Jeez. Yeah, so this is actually going to be the first time and I'm actually part of this um, with Gemma and Dave. Um, um, we're actually getting a Torchwood cast photo. Oh, cool. So that's the whole Torchwood. So it has Yanto, it has Jack, it has Owen, it has Reese, it has everyone cool. there with it. So we've all got that. So that's, that's, that's pretty sweet. That's, that's going to be sweet. one that has on a Sunday. Baraman. <laughs> yeah. I said that I need to be next to Baraman because I've yet to meet him. So yeah, I said I want to be beside. He just, Baraman just gives me the opinion. Just any time you see him at these sort of conventions that he would be an absolute hoot. Yeah, uh, he says that he will do any pose you want. It's just he doesn't want to kiss anyone and he doesn't want to touch anyone's face and he doesn't want to be kissed. So there's been ones where a woman, fair request. There's like, really ones where a woman will be standing there and he has her his hands on their chest. On the job leads, There's yes. been ones wherever a fellow will be standing there and he has his hands 
down below. Yeah. So there's been things like which, that. Which, to be fair, like if he's willing to do that sort of thing yeah, for folks, I mean, there's, that's fairly open and uh, respectful to your requests. Yes, yeah, exactly. So he seems to be a nice guy to meet, which is good. Um, the same week as Heroes and Villains is MCM. Um, which obviously is run by the same people who run the likes of Star Wars Celebration. It's going to be a heck of a busy weekend in London. Yeah, so they've announced Rosario Dawson, who plays Claire Temple, aka the nurse from Night the likes nurse. of Daredevil, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, etc. But they also just today announced Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer in the right. cancelled TV well, he show. He does have free time now. Yeah, so Sorry, that's... Sorry, I wasn't trying to be cruel there. So that, that's, um, that's a big one for, you know, Fans. a lot of people. And Simon is now going to go to that on the Saturday because right. he wants to meet him. Um, for... I suppose Simon has met a reasonable amount of the heroes and villains. Yes, he has. Folks. He has. But he... The one good thing about them is that you could email them and move your photos from one day to the next. Oh, that's good. So that's good. So for London Film Comic Con, end of July, we had three announcements. First one, Mike Quinn, who played Nine Numb in um, Return of the Jedi, uh, Force Awakens, etc. We also have Tom Vaughan Lawler, who plays Ebony Maw in Infinity War. And the big name for me is Tom Welling, who is in Lucifer, but also played Clark Kent in Smallville. Oh, right, yes, yes. So um, there was a photo that Stephen Amell put up of him. I saw this. I um, saw this. A while ago. So He's being a big tease, isn't he? Yeah, so that's... Yes. He's fairly de- he's fairly changed, but when once you look at the eyes, you know, so um, I've got my diamond pass to meet him, which means I'm guaranteed an autograph and a photograph. Oh, cool. Um, the, uh, it was £45 for either... And then the diamond pass was an extra 20 quid, but I get a limited edition print and I get to sit in the talk as well. So I'm happy with that. And the, it's a big name as well. Obviously, I have the likes of, say, Ray Parker meeting Peter Capaldi, Pearl Mackey. Uh, funnily enough, the guy, John Schneider, who plays Clark's dad, Jonathan Kent in Smallville, is going to be there. So you can actually get a joint photo with those two. And uh, yeah, so obviously I have Heroes and Villains to do first and then this one after that in July time. Exciting times. It is exciting and it's nice whenever it's a name like that that you don't expect, but it's a decent price as well, you know, because the likes of say, you know, I think it was 85 quid I paid for Megan Fox photo, but how often am I going to get to meet Megan Fox? Uh, Not very many times, I would imagine. this 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 is true, this is true. Have you your schedule fairly mapped out then? Oh, for Heroes and Villains? Yes. Yes, I do. Should I expl- Go for it. explain to you what I'm doing then? Um, let, the, right. let the people know how crazy you people are. Okay, so <laughs> on the Saturday, these are my photos. Obviously, I need to then get autographs. So I have David Ramsey at 12 p.m. who plays John Diggle. Josh Segarra who plays Prometheus. Prometheus yeah. uh, He's meant to be a hoot to me. He well. is. Apparently, everyone was raving about him last year and said how great he was. So that's Emily Bett Records, who obviously plays Felicity. That is probably one of the meets that I'm nervous of because of how beautiful that woman is. <laughs> Speaking of beauty, the next couple, Katie Lotz, uh, Sarah Lance, Juliana Harkavi, um, who plays Dinah. Uh, I know who um, Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin in awesome. The Flash. Stephen Amell, who obviously Green Arrow. Who he? I don't know him. Uh, he is <laughs> Katie Jones. Hartley Sawyer, who plays, as we talk, talked about, Ralph. Um, Italia Ricci, who plays Emily in Designated Survivor. That's my Saturday. Okay. Sunday. So that's one day, folks. Yeah. So this man su- has to do all that Sunday, stuff. Sunday, I have the Torchwood cast photo. I then have a joint photo with Sean Pertwee and David Mazous, so that's Bruce, um, Wayne and Alfred. Cool. I then so have, you want to get to talk about Third Doctor stuff as well? Well, that's in the photo. It's like, go, photo, right, where you go. And then, so whenever I'm getting an autograph, yeah. I'll mention that. I then have another one with Corey, Michael Smith uh, and Robin Taylor, who play uh, Riddler and Penguin. And then I have Brandon Routh, who plays... Um, Adam yeah Adam I was going to say Ray Palmer yeah I always get Roy and Ray mixed up so I do and that's my Sunday 
So not too bad then. Not too bad. All photos have been bought. Everything. Um, thankfully, a friend of mine is going to pick up the stuff at will call for me. So you have the printouts. You go there. You get your stuff, and then whenever you go in, then you just give them your stuff. So thank you, Karen, for picking that up for me. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to kind of do the news segment. Yeah. For this time, and uh, everybody can find out about how it all went yes when you come back yes i will try to get recordings with people that i'm with to get their thoughts on the convention who they're excited to meet i don't think i'll be able to get any recordings from the likes of the guests oh no you know like and things like that because to be honest it'd be good to just hear the opinions of you know general opinions of the event meeting the folks just from the folks you can be hanging around yeah oh yeah yeah totally Um, so yeah keep an eye out for that folks in about two weeks time when chris is back from his adventures in london england <laughs> when the queen mother <laughs> uh, go and look back through the archives to have any <laughs> idea of what that links to folks yep. uh, but yes that'll do it as chris says for this retro shock news episode that has been episode 105 you can catch us on twitter at retro shock pod i'm at alan gw price he's at vinto 316 if you have any news articles that you want covered in future Retroshock news episodes, feel free to drop us a message with them. As you know, these will be happening every two weeks or so. Of course, Chris's adventures will be in two weeks' time, so it may be a wee while until the net- next Retroshock news, because Solo and all that stuff will be coming up as well. But feel free, when you know it's coming, we'll keep you signposted on Twitter, etc., that you can get your stories into us and we will be happy to cover them and give our opinions. But yes, thank you all for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week where it's time to discuss Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bye. Why was that so dramatic? I don't know. I really don't.